Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. We're going to take a trip across the river to Troy today. And my guest is Rodney Wilshire. Rodney was the uh, Democratic candidate for mayor uh, for two cycles. And he's here to talk about why he left the Democratic Party. Rodney, I was, uh, we were um, poll watching for you, and then I had to go to um, Albany to do a show on WCAA. And then I thought, well, maybe if you did, the numbers look good, we were going to go back, but they didn't. So um, it's the second time, second cycle that this has happened to you. You know, and I feel bad for Jolie. I feel bad for the feel bad for the boys. I feel bad for the city of Albany. So I'm sorry for the city of Troy. So can you tell exactly tell us exactly why you left the Democratic Party? I mean, it's obvious, but you know, I'd like to hear it from you. Hi, hi, Cynthia. Thank you um, for having me on the show. It's uh, my pleasure to be here. Um, and thank yeah, you. you know, I I do want to thank you personally for um, all the support that you gave me uh, throughout the campaign. It means a lot, um, and in the past campaigns as well. You know, I think we've uh, we've gotten to know each other, um, developed a respect and friendship, and I appreciate that. And I also appreciate again you having me on here to talk about this. I um, I didn't really think it was that big of an issue, um, but apparently it is. You know, I. Uh, you know, it's been written about in the newspaper. It has been on TV, and and now you're having me on your uh, radio show. So, um, I guess people do want to know why I left the uh, Democratic Party and um, what it's all about. Um, you know, I I think that it's it's been a bit of a long time coming, but not not something that's been so long. Um, I joined the Democratic Party when I was old enough to to vote, so I've been a Democrat since I registered. Same with my wife, um, Jolene. She and I both left the party at the same time and, and both joined uh, the Independence Party. Um, so we did that uh, together. And, um, you know, I've been a Democrat. It's been, uh, you know, my first vote was for Bill Clinton when I was uh, in 1992. And um, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I was uh, over the moon when Obama was elected president. Um, I was president of the Rensselaer County Young Democrats. Uh, Jolene was also an executive on that committee after I had aged out of being a young, young Democrat. Um, we both were active uh, Troy Democratic committee members. And, you know, what that means is we, we gather signatures from Democratic voters to put people on the ballots. Um, we work on campaigns. We donate to the party and we, uh, you know, are, are, uh, active in the voting of, you know, who is elected to the executive committee as well within the, uh, the party, the local party structure on the County level and the city level for that matter. Um, but you know, my, um, idealism and principles and, uh, things that I, you know, believed in, um, I think lined up very well with the Democrats when I was, uh, you know, first enrolled in the party. And I come from a long line of Democrats too. Um, 
you know, on both sides of my family from New York City uh, up here in the capital region as well. Um, and, you know, they're very uh, proud and, and supported, supportive Democrats. Uh, my grandfather locally here was the president of the, uh, the elevator union. And, um, you know, he was very involved uh, till, till the day he died in uh, supporting Democrats and Democratic candidates. Um, and so, I, you know, I know I learned a lot from him. You know, politics and, and policy was certainly something that was always a part of our family. So we cared about things. Same thing that we do in our house. Our boys, they understand what's going on and they care about things and they're forming their own opinions and, and uh, you know, really understanding the issues. But um, I would say as as things I, – I started to notice, you know, within the past handful of years, um, some of the the policies and the agendas and the direction that the Democrats were taking on the, the federal and the state level that just really seemed more about political pandering and, um, you know, defeating the, the evil enemy of the other side instead of necessarily thinking things through – um, and, you know, seeing all sides, uh, you know, there was only one side of an issue and that's never the way life is or never the way reality is. Um, there's always two sides. Um, and you know, it became more of a battle and a fight and less of a, you know, let's, let's get things going. And, um, also some of the issues that were starting to be presented were, were very fringe and very reactionary, um, short-sighted, uh, you know, glamorous headline grabbing, you know, shock and awe type of, uh, um, behavior that I was seeing. And I was just like, what is going on here? Um, this isn't really, you know, none of these issues are necessarily what the, the foundation and the principles of the democratic party that I understand are and were. And, um, it, it really, uh, started to make me think like, what's going on? So, um, you know, that, that started to, to wake me up a little bit and, and make me aware of that. I just thought that there was some real cracks within the party and it wasn't going in a direction that, um, that I could necessarily support. It made me want to dig in harder and fight harder within the party to try to, you know, do what I can to straighten things out. That takes me to the local level where it's a whole other can of worms. And I think this is what you are referring to. Um, you know, your personal interaction with me, you got to witness firsthand the way the local Democrats in Troy have, uh, you know, shamelessly played games with the elections, uh, whether it be, um, you know, absentee, you know, ballot things, uh, I think about 10 years ago, um, and, you know, the nonsense that happened with the Working Families Party and manipulating uh, those voters to, you know, the, the way that they have stacked elections and purposefully inserted candidates to, you know, distract the voters and, and you know, basically rob elections from uh, the way things were, were going. And, and just to recap, the first time I ran for mayor, they, the Democratic Party locally inserted a non-Democrat gave him the right to run and then the party voted for him over um you know an elected currently sitting elected registered democrat myself um in that party and then inserted a third candidate who mm -hmm. was allowed to get on the ballot fraudulently through manipulation and uh 
basically looking the other way by the board of elections, the Democratic controlled board of elections, and they allowed a third party can- or a third candidate to get into that primary with just enough activity to steal the votes and allow their hand-picked non-Democrat candidate to be the uh, ultimate winner in that primary. Um, it was illegal. It was, uh, you know, the third candidate was actually found guilty of crimes that he committed um, in order to get on that ballot. Uh, you know, this is not even my opinion. This is reality. This is what happened. And mm-hmm. the Democrats in charge were proud of that and, uh, you know, pretended in some cases that nothing happened. And, and the city of Troy, like you said, had suffered because they, you know, essentially got a fraudulent election and received the mayor fraudulently. Um, and that's, you know, that's that's just the truth. Um, it's not, you know, my opinion. Yeah. It is just the truth. And here we go. Um, this time around, I had no intention of running for. Yeah, to, I'm sorry. Um, before you get to this time around, let's go back to when you um, uh, filed suit against Ernest Everest, and you were in court that day, and you wanted to um, have his petitions uh, checked and, you know, invalidated. And it was a county legislator from the county of Albany who was the election lawyer who enabled Ernest Everett to stay on the ballot. And I will never forget that as long as I live. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's a, there, I mean, there is certain, certainly um, coordination that, uh, you know, happens behind the scenes be, you know, between uh if you will, the faithful members of the party who believe, like I said, in the battle in securing their, um, their wins. And, you know, it's really, we've eschewed the, the benefit of the people and to see an elected Albany County legislator show up to a Troy issue and, you know, represent someone who literally did commit a, crime but you know for the point of tossing out my uh, uh petition to you know allow those uh applications to be invalidated like we weren't even we weren't even pressing charges we weren't we weren't in that that realm we were just you know talking about preserving the right of the voters in Troy and giving them you know what they constitutionally deserve and this elected legislator who I knew, and, you know, I wouldn't have considered him a friend, but, you know, we've been acquainted, uh, you know, many times in a positive way, shows up to defend this person, and, you know, how he was brought in to defend this person is, you know, I can only imagine, um, and was able to, uh, you know, get the the case uh, dismissed on a technicality, so it was not, um, it wasn't even heard. The evidence, the the documentation, and the actual facts were not even allowed to be heard by the court. Mm-hmm. So then yeah, you became right. So then you were Trump limited out of being the council president. So you were a, a regular citizen, and you were kind of enjoying your life, from what I understand. When people yeah. from from for, for people from Troy kind of uh, told you 
hey, Rodney, do it again. We need you. So you made the decision to run again. But I guess the powers that be didn't want that, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. The powers that be, um, they, you know, they obviously they wanted to run their incumbent. um, And they don't like me on top of it. (laughs) Um, You know, as demonstrated by the first time I ran. But uh, we ran a uh, a real upstart campaign, had a lot of grassroots support and a lot of support from the unions and uh, members of city hall and, you know, the civil servants. Um, You know, we had we had the people behind us and it was amazing. They were there um, and. You know things. Uh, you know we were we were late to the game. Okay, we didn't even start petitioning until a week after things started, and we did not have a machine like the Democratic committee people have to do their work. And um, we were able to uh, pull in. I think we pulled in uh, nearly exactly the same amount of petitions that Mayor Madden was able to. Uh, his crew was able to get. We were short by I think ten petitions, maybe or twenty out of, you know, 800 um, that we more or less got each. And that was in February and March, you know, still a short window of opportunity, rain and snow and cold. Um, And we did that with, you know, maybe five to ten people. Um, But we, uh, you know, we we ran that race. Um, We came up short in the the primary for Democratic uh, Party. We, We also ran an OTB on the Working Families Party, we tied that, but um, a couple of the ballots, or excuse me, the tie goes to the winner, um, or goes to the the uh, person who actually had the endorsement. So Madden was able to um, to win that line, um, and uh, we OTB'd the Green Party line. We we got that, and we won the Independence primary. Um, so we we had two lines, Independence and the Green Party, and uh, was very happy with those two lines. Uh, Madden had the Democratic and the Working Families Party, and the Republican candidate had the conservative and the Republican lines. And um, Mm -hmm. the Republican candidate, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, was a candidate in name only. Um, He was, you know, on the paper, and he was a registered Republican, so he had a right to be there. But uh, he did minimal campaigning. Um, I think he, you know, showed up to a few events and always made an opportunity to be at uh, debates and uh, meet the candidates nights. But, um, you know, he was, he was not a serious candidate in any respect, um, but he was on a major line and certainly had the attention of the, uh, the electorate that, you know, was going to vote Republican and conservative. So, you know, on the independence line, I had to do a lot of work, to sway those voters to come over to the middle. Um, I am a Democrat or was a Democrat and, <laughs> and I was, you know, able yeah. to communicate with the Democrats and the WFP to pull, you know, those voters as well. So we had a, um, a fairly competitive race between Madden and myself. Um, and we were doing everything we could to continue to build steam and to, to work it out. Um, somewhere in the summertime, the uh, Republican candidate, uh, you know, allegedly saw the writing on the wall um, and, you know, was talked out of uh, staying in the race and he dropped out of the race, which, you know, his name is still on the ballot, but he, you know, suspended his campaign and 
and said he was not going to actively campaign or run for election. When that happened, um, you know, everything shifted and the uh, open-minded Republicans and conservatives came over to my side because they knew that their candidate wasn't going to run, wasn't going to serve, and it wasn't, you know, a viable vote for them. And, uh, you know, the Democrats, some of them thought, you know, I might be in collusion with the Republicans, um, but, you know, most of them also stayed where, where they were. They were with me or they weren't with me. Um, and then, unfortunately, about a week before the election was upon us, the Republican candidate releases uh, audio tapes of uh, unfortunate, you know, but not unusual political conversation that he had with the Republican higher-ups um, to the Times mm-hmm. Union, and the Times Union releases that and makes it look like uh, he was bullied out, and he gets and he jumps back in the race. Um, he gets sympathy votes from, you know, Republicans and conservatives who think their candidate is back in and ready to fight, and uh, the Democrats, uh, you know, are very angered and think that, you know, I am somehow a puppet of the uh, Republican county executive and so any you know many democrats that were coming with me jumped back off to go to madden and that you know left a nice hole in the electorate and uh shortly before the election um you could see that uh madden and real and uh some of his uh associates started to become buddy buddy about things that didn't make any sense and uh he you know they were they were very friendly with each other where there was no friendship displayed at all throughout any of the uh, previous types of events and things that had happened, which rose the suspicion of why would Tom real get back in the race? The only reason is to help, you know, Madden secure victory because there's gotta be something in it for them. So after the election, uh, Madden, you know, squeaked by and won. Tom, you know, became the second spoiler just like uh, Ernest Everett in the first one, allowing Madden to uh, to win. And uh, not even a week after the election, it turns out that Tom Reel's con- uh, family's construction business from Ty- uh, Ticonderoga, New York, uh, received a contract to do work here in the city of Troy, which they underbid the other contractors by nearly 20%. Um, you know, it was an unusual bid, and it wasn't in line in the market with the other ones, and they received that contract. And, uh, you know, that certainly has people raising their eyebrows and questioning how did that all happen. Um, But, you know, um, those are all the facts and those are all the things that happened. Um, And here we are today. And, you know, seeing, you know, what has happened. And then even after the election, the uh, Democratic uh, City of Troy Democratic chairman filed a complaint with the police department. Um, a sour grapes complaint with the police department over absentee ballots that were, um, you know, lawfully conducted and filed because their their uh, candidate lost in District 2, a city council race. And um, so that has actually, uh, you know, got the state police involved and they're investigating absentee ballots and talking to witnesses. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's it's crazy. Um so, you know, you add all those things up and I've had enough, uh, you know, it's, you know, from a, a local level to a state and federal agenda level. And, and uh, I have my own 
principles and integrity and character and to say that I'm a part of this party when they consistently and continually and shamelessly do the things that they do and play the the kind of political games that they wish to play at the detriment of the people that they, you know, so, um, you know, proudly say they serve is hypocritical. And I just, you know, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror anymore. And um, my wife felt the same. And uh, we decided that we were going to leave the party. So let's talk a little bit about Steve McLaughlin. Steve yeah. was not the Steve was not the chosen candidate to run for um, the executive. Um, the chosen candidate was an associate of uh, Kathy Jimino. And Kathy Jimino um, did not want Steve McLaughlin. So uh, my assumption is that, you know, it was trying to get even even with McLaughlin for winning that race. Would you agree? Um, I don't know all of the – you you probably know more about the the Republican – political aspect of things just from uh you know tuning in and and uh even reading the paper um i mean all of that makes sense but you know i don't i don't personally know and i don't know if i have a strong opinion on that but it makes sense that you know if your hand-picked chosen person um you know gets uh gets upset in that way you might you know quietly seek revenge (laughs) so i I guess i could agree with you but i don't know you know you know, definitively. Okay. okay. Now, the other thing that really bothered me was there were a lot of colleagues of yours who yeah. served with you, yep. who were, quote, unquote, friends of yours, who actually stabbed you in the back. And that really bothered me. And, you know, I'm going to be blunt, and I'm going to say this. You know, while people criticize McLaughlin for being a little off-color in his remarks and so forth, but the bottom line is Tom Wade was still the puppet master. Would you agree? Um, it's it's high, I think it's highly probable uh, from people who know him better than I do. They said this looks just like a Tom Wade hit job. And I will tell you that um, just to add to your uh, hypothesis here, right before um, Tom Reel got back into the race, I got an email that night, late at night, from Tom Wade himself, personally to myself. Uh, I think he carbon copied Madden on it as well. Um, basically uh, um, heckling me and, uh, you know, teasing me in the email. And that went on for a couple of days. He he was sending a few emails um, night after night. So, you know, we don't speak. I haven't had an email from Tom Wade in years. And uh, that happened right, at, you know, the timing was more than a coincidence and he was uh, on there teasing me and like I said uh, you know saying uh, um, politically nasty things to me you know I I gotta respect the fact that 
you were the David standing up um, to the Goliath. And I don't really think that the people in Troy kind of understood that you were standing alone and you kept fighting. And um, there's got to be more people like you to do what you did because we're we're at a turning point in this country where politics is so corrupt. I tell you, I've been yeah. on the national news and it's bad. And I look around what's going around here and it's not good. So I really got to commend you, you know, for, you. for doing what you did because it took courage. And, you know, your boy saw the ugly side of when you wanted to try to do good, they saw the ugly side of it. And that's, that's, that's not fair to, to them. So, yeah. um, um, so do you, in closing, do you have anything else that yeah, you'd um, like to add? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, thank you for that. Um, you know, I I didn't I didn't just stand alone, but I certainly was the person out in front, and uh, you know, it did take a, a big toll on the family. Um, and uh, as you as you imagine, and they are proud of me, and my wife is proud of me, and everyone you know around me and who has supported me, uh, you know, from the unions to uh, um, you know, the people that worked with me, we've developed some real lifelong friendships and, and sincere respect for each other. Um, I will also, you know, tell you that interestingly, like I, I thought this was no big deal, me leaving the party and going to the independence party, but um, I have been contacted by many people. Um, and interestingly, and I did point this out in my Facebook post, but in the black community and I'm biracial, but, uh, you know, in the black community, leaders in the black community um, who have stated that they are going to be following me. They are also going to be leaving the Democratic Party. I think that's going to be a very mm-hmm. surprising thing to the local Democrats um, that that's happening because uh, this party that, you know, is supposed to stand for, you know, many of the issues that, you know, they purport – uses people for their votes and deceives them and delivers nothing. So um, it's uh, the exodus is, is happening and maybe I'm, you know, just showing people that it is real, but uh, um, there's a lot of change that's coming. Well, Rodney, so, yep. uh, you know, keep me posted. And if you want to come back on focus on Albany, keep the listeners posted because I think this is a very important story um, where, you know, they say on the national level that Trump was doing this to benefit himself. Well, on the local level, I don't see much difference. Yep. They, they did what they did to benefit themselves, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, and that's the hypocrisy of it, you know. And if you are a person of integrity who sees things and understands, you know, what things mean, you just you can't sit by and and say it's it's okay for your party to do exactly the same kind of bad behavior that you're criticizing the other party for. You you you're a hypocrite. Wow. So Rodney, thank you. And anytime you want to come back, uh, let me know. You have been listening to Rodney Wilshire. This is Focus on Albany. 
I'm Cynthia Poor. So if you like this like uh, uh, podcast, like like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, download on your smartphone, subscribe to iTunes if you have a comment about the show. Hashtag Focus on Albany. Rodney, thank you, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye.